The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. My wallet is sobbing. I can hear it. I can hear it in the hall now. It is breaking down, crying. Uh, it turns out that Attila, the arrogant so-and-so, he's got a fake hammer. Oh, a fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick. <laughs> Welcome to the Euroallegiance podcast. Uh, and this week we have two very special guests. Uh, they were our lunchtime buddies from LegionsCon 22. Uh, we met them on the Saturday in Jersey Mike's. And then the next day, we didn't really arrange anything, but then the next day on Sunday, we were walking out of the hotel doors together and said, where are you boys off to? Jersey Mike's. So are we. Oh, well, let's make it a date. So that's what we did. And... We had a great chat, so we had a great laugh, and now we're here recording a podcast almost a year later. So I'm very happy to welcome Bill Mancuso from Four Horsemen Studios. How are you, Bill? Good. Super, great to have you. And Israel Ramirez. Hey, Jason hey. to Four Horsemen Studios and uh, prone on his massage chair as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away any How are secrets. you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, you're fully relaxed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I might screenshot this just for, for the listeners. No, no, I won't do that to you. <laughs> I might. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you've got a, you've got all the guys in the studio that's going to want to be uh, slagging Iz off. Well, I have I have good pictures of Iz anyway, so he's, uh, yeah. he's always a bundle of joy <laughs> and entertainment. <laughs> but, but Iz has pictures going back many years. I mean, how long have you been uh, following the Four Horsemen Studios, Iz? Um, a long time. Um, I had some pictures that I sent over to the Jeremy that he's teased a couple of times. Uh, that was 10 full years ago when uh, Cosmic Legions was Glioscale. Eric was sculpting up a couple of them at, at Glioscale. And I basically snap some photographs and then had to wait 10 years to see the final reveal. So, <laughs> it, so, um, I've, I've gone to every G con, I think. Um, yeah. And before, yeah, been to all of them. before that I was on the, on the fan X boards back in the wild west days when there was no yeah, Facebook mm. or cabal, it was just a, a message board and, um, and no, rules. no rules, just, wreaking havoc right and left and then those old message boards man it must be what 15 years what bill do you remember when um the um seventh kingdom figures came out the first ones zethius um that was at least was the the birds were after yes. that right so the birds were 2013 so it was before that. Oh, it was well, I remember yeah, specifically it was the well birds. before that. It was well before that. Yeah. Um, Bill uh, is probably not the best one to ask about the timelines on these figures. 
because he works there, you know, so he's super cool and blase about this stuff. It's it's not <laughs> earth shattering events of global significance like like it is to us As is again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I remember because I was in for that. Uh, was it Toy Fair? Yeah, I in went 2013. I went. They're painting all the birds. I came in to paint all the birds. Uh, that must have been Toy Apocalypse in New York. The Toy Apocalypse. That was right. it. And you were around with your uh, iPad filming uh, videos for YouTube. Yeah, I was around for Power Lords, obviously. Um, Outer Spacemen, uh, Gothatropolis, and then before that, the um, Anatherians. The, the Zethius was the first figure that really drew me in into the message boards. And then mm. there's it was such a fun community there that I kind of stuck around. At least I was having fun. <laughs> often at others expense maybe perhaps but you know oh we'll, we'll get into that later don't worry I, i'm a lot i'm a lot quieter <laughs> did you do because <laughs> I, I don't want to get banned <laughs> did you follow them back in the the motu days the early 2000s or yeah was so motu i was with them for all of motu all of uh dcuc as well um yeah, and those were good days. Um, I cherry-picked Motu. I have no nostalgia associated with Motu or any of the characters because when I was a kid, we didn't have a TV, so we weren't allowed to watch, you know, satanic, worldly things like He-Man. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's so right. I, I, was I remember deprived, that, yeah. I was, was deprived of a childhood, so I just created my own, you know, when I started getting older. Um I first started collecting figures uh, when my first son was born. So that was 21 years ago. I had no toys before that. And I wanted to get him some really cool, um, you know, Mexican and Chinese uh, figures uh, of Mexican or Chinese characters because he's half Mexican, half Chinese. So I wanted some representation there. And, And then I just started... Uh, collecting toys because my mom, my, my wife would like to shop and, and I would go and I'd be bored and I'd just sit in the mall and I'd have nothing to do, but, um, collecting toys, you know, I, I'd go to KB toys when that was still around or toys R us, and then just start picking these toys up in anticipation of, uh, playing with them with my kid. And my kid was never interested in action figures, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you are, but I, I sort of, you know, started looking at them as sort of these cultural icons and you know little works of art right and i i didn't know i was collecting four horsemen i was just collecting things that i, th- I thought were really cool and uh, then then i learned about horsemen i'm like wow they made a lot of this stuff you know they basically uh started at mcfarland and revolutionized the industry so that's when I became a big fan. And then I went to San Diego Comic-Con. I met the guys there. And they were super nice and down to earth. Um, I interviewed Eric for the message board. So, you know, people on the message board had questions for him. I did an interview and a write-up. I did a couple of reviews on different sites that are probably now defunct. And then that's, you know, the rest is history. But, yeah, I've been around for a long time. Very good. And then Bill... I mean, you've been in the industry for what thirty years? You reckon now? 
Yeah. Uh, I interviewed at a, this little design. I went to, I wanted to do comic books. So I went to uh, Joe Kubert school of cartoon and graphic art. Um, and leaving there, I interviewed with like a graphics design places. And the one I went to and got accepted at happened to have been hired by Todd McFarlane to do his toys. So I had started there and then I was there about um, a week or two, I forget. And then Eric showed up. He had already been hired, but he was, I think, finishing college. And then so it was just the two of us in the studio for a few months. And then uh, I was drawing like video game cabinets, like for Chuck E. Cheese, like the Flintstones video games and, and all that. And Eric was over sculpting violators and for, for McFarland. And then slowly the graphics stuff, uh, the McFarland stuff picked up more and the graphics stuff kind of dropped off. So I, I kind of just started doing little sculpting things here and there. And then that picked up, the graphics stuff stopped. It was all McFarland. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jim had been there uh, doing stuff freelance and bringing it in. And then Cornboy showed up. He had also came in from Indiana to do uh, Joe Kubert school as well. And then uh, heard about McFarlane doing here. So he interviewed and we hired him or they hired him. Uh, and so it was it was just like the four of us for a couple of years. And then uh, I left and went freelance and started to do stuff for Toy Biz and and uh, uh, Palisades and all that stuff. And then um, I moved out to L.A. and then a series of events brought me back to Jersey. And now I'm, I'm working in-house with the Four Horsemen. You know, the, I had left and went uh, yeah. freelance. They had a couple of years later then split off and started Four Horsemen. And I've been working with them the whole time. Like, yeah, they you know freelancing for them. And now I'm just in house. And you're from Maine. you're from Jersey, aren't you? Yeah. So the, the new one, the, the new one, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, you're like one of the founding fathers, then, Bill. You're like an Italian George Washington, the founding fathers of <laughs> the new, you know, highly detailed, exquisitely sculpted action figures. Originally not very well articulated, but that was the revolution, I think. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it was it was all about the, the detail and, and all the paint apps. Todd Todd had to be reined in a lot because he wanted so much paint on there. And it was like, this is going to cost seventy five dollars for a, a six inch action figure. <laughs> yeah. we're, here, we're there now. Yeah, we <laughs> are. Exactly. Back in the, in the mid 90s, it was the unit price per figure was so high. If you if he got all that paint. on. Yeah. Put, you push the envelope by just going nuts. Yeah. And then. I mean, the entire entire industry has kind of followed, and I think right now we're in a golden age of action figure collecting. When it comes, to- yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Except for our wallets, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> yeah, I don't collect as much as I used to. No, well, I mean, I suppose <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, it's maybe different when you've been in in the industry so long and. Uh, you maybe get to see cool stuff a long time before, and so you, you, you don't get as caught up in the FOMO, maybe, as, as some of the rest Yeah, of I know that's a problem working here, because I can't show you what's over there on those sure. shelves. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's been there for months. Yeah. So when these toys actually do come out, 
I don't, I've been looking at them for a year. So I don't, it's, it's like, doesn't register that, oh, they were just revealed. Like we did the, at, at PowerCon, we did our, the new uh, Cosmic line. And yeah. I've been looking at them for so long. It was just like a week later, I had forgotten that they were just revealed because <laughs> it just fades because it all blends in. You're, I'm looking at this stuff for so long. Yeah, speaking of that, so you you did the you did the accessory pack for that one, the crates and and that kind of stuff. You were involved in. in uh, I, I painted that stuff. Uh, the the only thing I did for that line really was uh, the diorama that we had. Okay, you Dan did the, the studio, the the PowerCon display, yeah, that you sneakily had. Yeah, the crates Eric, in. Eric walks in one day. Yeah, Eric walks in one day and he goes, "We're gonna do a a diorama for photography and for a." a display could you do that (laughs) sure (laughs) so we got the art this concept art from nate and uh dan and i had just you know we got some files from eric and put it all together very cool and is that what trevor used for the photos then as well yeah that's that's all in those cool shots from trevor yeah so did he did he come to the studio then for the photos rather than you ship it out he he came to the studio and packed it up and put it in his car oh, and did drove he? back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. No, we should have asked him that, but I, I guess uh, we just didn't yeah. get there. Wow. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on him to bring that back then for PowerCon. Yeah. Well, then no, then Joe went to his place and picked it up and brought it back to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> just bef- just in time to load it on the truck to drive it out to PowerCon. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's it's. I suppose that's how it goes. A lot of it is a little yeah. bit uh, kind of. Just in time, shall we say. It was very tight, yeah. I want to say that um, when my earphones were working originally, I heard Malcolm's dulcet tones, and he sounds amazing. Why don't we just have him talk for a while? <laughs> we get this a lot. I do not like my voice, but it, that's uh, very kind of well, you to I, say. The, <laughs> just because I had those brand new earphones, right, where the microphone wouldn't work, but... Uh, yeah, your your voice just sounded amazing. Because normally, I I think uh, there's a little bit of Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking cheese, cheese Gromit. Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at distinguishing accents, but um, but then when I had the earphones on, I was like, "Wow, that is that sounds good. That sounds good." Well, we have Thank you. 26 plus episodes on iTunes or uh, Apple Podcasts, so, you know, fill your boots. I have heard them. I have heard them all. And uh, awesome. you guys are now my favorite uh, podcast, not cool, just because cool. you're having me on today, but uh, <laughs> you pulled ahead. Of, yeah, you're my favorite, too. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled ahead. We'll of take my it. Wife. We'll take it. You're, you're, you pulled ahead of my wife is going to kill me at jeans just because ah. of your accent. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. you know, you guys are genteel and sophisticated and I can listen to it without my wife looking at me <laughs> sideways because of all the F-bombs that are being dropped and all of the weird haranguing or, you know, rants or whatever. I love my wife is going to yeah. kill me, but. Oh, yeah, they, they have their they're they gonna have get their me niche, in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we did make an executive decision at the start, you know, that we'd probably appeal to the most people if we kind of kept it fairly civilized. And uh, I think we can manage. I'll try that, to watch know. what I say. You're the, you're the oh, pal- no, I mean, you're, 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 you're you know, there's exemptions for people that work for the Four Horsemen, you know. 
but I'm sure you're not going to come on and, and blow yourself up either. So, you know, in terms of, uh, no. of dropping bombs, F-bombs and all that kind of stuff. You know? Oh, I, I just noticed the cool display behind me. <laughs> oh, I hope that's, I hope that's a spoiler. <laughs> it's not. No. <laughs> it's not. It's, no, uh, very careful. It's Chris's uh, D13 ah, yes. uh, demon there and uh, that blood armor. Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, he showed the that. new one. I think Chris put a, took a picture of them and put it on his. That's it. He's trying to flog some of this the red is, demons. <laughs> yeah, this is behind the scenes. You get to see where he took the picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big black sheet. That's a nice. That's a nice little photography booth. You think he? Yeah, you think he'd do so. better photos? <laughs> <laughs> You'd think. You think. Well, Big Red Photo it's really crazy. sold me on his translucent green. Demons. Yeah, that was a yeah, good that was, photo. That yeah, was a cool yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that is the great thing about this community is that is that. Uh, you know, I can only imagine as a as a figure creator, you know, of course you take your nice photos to sell the products and now you've got Trevor. So, you know, you're, you're pretty, yeah. you're pretty good there. But uh, just seeing what people do, I'd say sometimes, especially Eric Treadway, maybe he's looking on, on Instagram and just going, holy crap, you know, yeah. the stuff that people There was someone do. I saw in the cabal took the, uh, I, I'm sorry, I forget who it was, but they took the, the helmet. Uh, thing yeah. and put it as a shoulder pad oh wow that was a really cool it just that, that back yeah okay yeah it was so cool i would have never thought to do that that's one of the great things about the community is that the four horsemen like really pay attention to what the fans are doing and what they want and then you know as a fan you get to inspire things uh once in a while yeah um, i remember back when they were making that and Ethereans, and they were making the elephants. And I made a suggestion on the cabal that was that was that they took it and they ran with it. I said I, I wanted them to make weapons that were like fashioned from the bones of the ancestors, you know, because elephants never forget. And so they made these really cool weapons. I have no talent, I, so uh, you know, but they they drew it up and they made You're an idea. But man. I'm an yeah, I'm an idea guy. And then when I saw that, and then I saw the fact that they actually gave me credit for the idea, I was just giddy. I was like screaming like a little girl. <laughs> and then, you know, that was a taste. That was it. And I've just seen it, you know, like Eric Bory's Zombie 13, when he had the idea for that Four Horsemen sword. Yeah. Um, and, and then if you have a good idea they'll take you up on it they'll give you credit and they'll just make it more awesome than yeah you i mean ever we've, said this lo- we've, we've said this loads of times talking to people that that it's it's always kind of working together or you know that's what makes it everything better and that's kind of what distinguishes the four horsemen i mean other p- companies of course do it but right they really embrace the community and they're not afraid if somebody mm. has an idea that they think is better than what they might have come up with they'll go to that person and go, okay, how can we work together? And if it works out, then yeah. everybody benefits. That you know? that collaborative aspect is what's really yeah. different. And then, it's like, of course, there's competition. They want to sell more figures, but if they bring everything up, it makes it uh, more successful for everybody, you know? Yeah, so I think it's the nature of the, the customizing community. Yeah. Is they're inspiring us and we're inspiring them, and it's just a circle that feeds on itself. Totally, yeah. Totally. And the yeah, talent yeah. in the community is just off the charts. Oh, it's a, we yeah. were saying we had a question on our Q&A episode where somebody was asking, you know, how do I want to start in customizing, you know, 
we were kind of giving advice and one thing I said was, you know, that it's 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 probably better now to make some friends in the community and maybe send the picture, you know, in messages to them of, of what you're doing and kind of ask for feedback. Because if you put it out on the cabal now, for example, it just gets lost among all the stuff. And unless it's like amazing, it's probably going to be missed, yeah. you know, um, and not, you know, obviously people won't be commenting that it's, you know, not good or anything, but they just probably will just go past it because the next one is like, you know, some customizer that's done 200 customs and is like mind blowing, you know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's hard to stand out and get the feedback because yeah. all you want to do when you're starting, like I, I started customizing when the community was a bit smaller and, and you got good comments kind of straight away. And when I look back at those customs, I go, oh yeah, I'm better now than I was then. And so when I see pictures that maybe I try and comment on them, you know, to kind of encourage people to continue, you know, but, uh, and then just only scroll past the maybe ones that are <laughs> really need a bit of work. It, it yeah. can be a, Facebook yeah. can be a little bit like drinking from a fi uh, fire hose at times, you know, so yeah. much content coming in. Totally. And like, even, our, you know, with our show, you know, we always post the, every Friday we post the, the, the link and we share it in the groups. And it, I don't think everyone gets to see it because Facebook is, because we have a page, you get this kind of business account and you're, you don't need to pay anything, but they're constantly asking you to boost the post and pay them $10 to boost the post. Um, yeah. and, and that then X amount more people will see it. But it's like, why don't what they, they, mean why by don't they see it? In the we're suppressing place? your yeah. post <laughs> until you pay us. Yeah. It's like the, I remember so it's I worked extortion. in IT once. Is that and so, what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I worked in IT in a past life and, uh, we were talking about capitalism, some, isn't it? We were talking about some. <laughs> I worked in IT in a past life, and we were talking about some printer at the time, and they released a new model, and it was almost the same as the old model, except it was twice as fast. And how they did that was they just removed the chip that was in the old model oh, that stopped man. it going the, the speed <laughs> because they didn't. It was at a time maybe where the printing technology was was kind of wasn't as advanced. And uh, they knew that in a year's time, when they wanted to do a new model, they wouldn't have been able to do anything better. So instead, they suppressed <laughs> the current one. And then in a year's time, they said, it's twice as fast because we've removed the limit. <laughs> so those are the yeah. things that you guys are dreaming up at Luxembourg. <laughs> no, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my kids to behave. That's that's my goal in life. You know? oh, they're pretty. They're OK. You know, I can't say I've seen worse. So I, I benchmark myself off that. If you've seen worse, that's fine. You're tiny, but, <laughs> but you control everything. I think that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, we have a lot of, yeah, this, it's a multicultural. As I said to the, I'm sure I've said this in the show before, so repeating myself, but I worked in a, in a desk in the bank with about 24 people. And I think there was 22 or 23 different nationalities, maybe 22. Wow. There two French, there was two French people and then every other nationality kind of around Europe, you know, and one local, <laughs> one local guy, <laughs> poor guy. Well, that's good. That's good to know that the, odd man the Illuminati yeah. has such good representation and diversity. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. You had to compromise to everybody almost, you know, and like we all, everyone spoke English because kind of there were so many languages going on that you kind of, and that was the working language. But uh, yeah, you just have to be very understanding of everybody's cultural differences. And I mean, I don't mean nothing crazy, but you know, some people are different than others and, and that kind of highlights it. 
I mean, I've heard that people are different. Yeah. I mean, come on, like even, you know, Americans are different than other Americans. It's, it's not, it's not a big deal, but it's really stands out when, you know, you're from a totally different country with a different upbringing, you know, and a different. Yeah. Well, I know for a fact that other than me, no other American knows how to drive a car. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you're behind the wheel. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, But I think our, our, our similarities outweigh our differences. Like both me and Rich have giant heads. (laughs) <laughs> especially especially at your current camera angle <laughs> I, rich I, I i wanted to say that um you know since i've become more sophisticated and been listening to your podcast i'm now watching um the zone so i'm watching the guys from wales box and i think i've expressed my admiration for your fighting spirit so you have you guys are like Mexican the Mexicans of Europe. You guys are tough. <laughs> but, but um my understanding is I've I learned a little a, a bit about uh Wales and and uh and and you guys are crotchety, right? Mean and crotchety. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reason they're good at fighting is because they practice outside nightclubs at 3 a.m., you know, every Saturday night. <laughs> I thought that was like all European. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little, little bit of that. Fighting outside of clubs yeah. at 3 in the morning. Yeah, well, I knew the, the Italians sure could European. fight, I think and I knew Brits. the Irish could fight, but I didn't know. Because <laughs> if your king is Prince Charles, or he's, was he, is he still your king? Because he was Prince of Wales, right? <laughs> he's. He's, he's still around. <laughs> yeah, so he's now he's now king, and his son William is. He doesn't seem like a tough guy. And oh, he really is. <laughs> <No, no. laughs> yeah. How many bar fights has he been no, in? If he was, if it, if it was a medieval time, still he'd have been he'd have been ousted and you know Ca- Camilla, murdered Camilla already. Can... Sort of things, though. Yeah. Uh, like, Ousted. <laughs> You've shown I, the door. Unalive. Ousted with an axe. <laughs> you won't be angry if I say something um, untoward about the royal family, right? No. Uh, no. Uh, I won't be personal. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'll be offended. <laughs> My sister-in-law is a huge fan. She went out there for the coronation. You told us this, actually, didn't you? Oh, In wow. New Jersey, I remember that. And it's crazy that, because uh, she's a four foot eleven and five eighths, you know, Chinese American woman, <laughs> and she just she ma- she would make my wife stay up until like three o'clock in the morning to watch the royal wedding. And my wife is like, I don't care. I just want to sleep. I don't understand. It's weird. There's a lot of Americans that are fascinated with the world. I don't. Get we it. fought a war so like, we wouldn't have we, to care about those people. Yeah. <laughs> we, we swear the whole country. <laughs> I don't get it. There's a lot of things. Is, we care we, either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We fought a war to get rid of them and then brought them back like 30 years later. So, you know. We don't learn we from fought, our mistakes. We fought a war against the country they're from as well in the history as well. They're all German. Yeah. So, you know. I, <laughs> a little, little war there. I think I remember. Yeah. About that. I heard. Um, Saxe Coburn. Yes, they they changed to Windsor because of the German connection when the wars broke out. Oh, so, right, yeah, okay. we know we're Windsors. We're Windsors. You're like, mm, you're really not. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Disney because of you know the whole princess narrative and everybody's waiting for their prince, mm. right? Oh, with our infatuation with the royalty. Yes, I think so. I think, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm. That's, that might be a, well, a viable reason. I turned down a chance to see Queen Elizabeth once. Um, like in person? Or I, in person. Like- I actually. I was. I used to be a, a newspaper reporter, and uh, I had a chance to have a dinner with the Queen and and meet her and her husband uh, back when I worked in San Antonio, and it. But there was another dinner for the Mexican president. Carlos Salinas and Gotari, and I'm like, no, I'm going to go see the Mexican president. And that Mexican president turned yeah. out to be like a huge crook, and I don't know, stole <laughs> millions and millions of dollars. So I've always kind of regretted it that I turned down a chance to see the Queen, and I also turned down a chance to see the Pope too. So oh, which one? John Paul II. Ah, okay. He was the he, the, he was a big deal, but I was. Yeah. I was offered tickets to meet him, and I was like, "Yeah, you know, you should probably give that to somebody who's Catholic because they'd appreciate it more." And now, you know, with hindsight, I'm kicking myself. You say Americans like the royalty, but let's face it: the two times we've had Americans in the royalty, it's not gone well either time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you cut everybody's different. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> you had American royals twice. Well, there's Megan, yeah, there's so, Meghan Markle, uh, isn't there? Oh, right. Megan. She was Megan yeah. recently. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and then Wally show. Simpson was American and she forced the king to abdicate because that's he wasn't right, allowed yeah. to marry her. Yeah. You need to watch, so the, he watch, the, the, watch crown. the crown on Netflix. Yeah. But people are just into slumming with the colonials or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, so the, the king that abdicated turned out to be a bit of a Nazi sympathizer as well. So we probably best out with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it worked out. Yeah. He dodged that bullet. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Yeah. All right. Well, that conducts uh, concludes the world affairs portion of the podcast. Let's drag you guys on some more generic mythics and or legion stuff. So, is let's start with you. What what's your favorite faction? And before you answer, if either of you say House of the Noble Bear, I'm cutting this section from the show. Going forward. <laughs> um, I'm going to say. Um, hmm, I would say it, it's between Xylonus flock and the convocation of, I'm going to go with convocation of Basilia. Yes, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the reasons for that is because on their standard, they have a feathered serpent. Yeah. Right. And, they do. And, yeah. and the four horsemen made a feather serpent uh, action figure uh, and named it after me. So, Convocation of Basilia. <laughs> they did? Yeah, you might have it's heard of it. Faction. Is yeah. Ramirez. Is yeah, Ramirez, yeah. yes. Um uh, and, uh, I, I, I currently have I currently have two and I'm about to sell one because they go for a lot of money now. Wow. <laughs> That's how you do it. I'll, I'll still have one of you. Guys. I Don't wish worry. that I, I I'm wounded, but I wish that I had bought a whole bunch more <laughs> back in the day, actually. I had a how many did you get? I don't know, but I I got um, – one of my friends wanted three of them. And I'm like, okay, I'll, you could have three of mine. <laughs> and I said, but if I ever want it back, you got to sell it back to me. And now they're just far too expensive. <laughs> but um, the, the story behind that was that I just, again, just made a suggestion and put some mock-ups up on the fan uh, – um, what was it called again? Uh, Fantastic exclusive. And I said, you're making all these birds. Why not make a feathered serpent? So they, they did that. And they said, we're going to name it after you. And I thought it was going to be just like sort of a nod that nobody would 
uh, get, right? Uh, and I made yeah. some suggestions like, and they're like, no, we're going to go with is Ramirez. Right. So I think in my headcanon convocation of Basilia worship me. So I've got to, you know, throw them a bone. Yeah. <laughs> um, also Balam, right. He's in that. Yeah. And he, uh, he sure he's is. the second, you know, Aztec or Mesoamerican deity that, that they put out so you know represent he's also john's favorite figure so yeah and good good taste yeah i think we also need a you know a body a full body blom because he's wearing the conquistador armor so uh yeah which is very cool but i'd like to see you know uh the cool thing about jaguars is that uh they're the only predator that hunts in in water uh, in the air and on land and in the air, I mean, they climb trees and then they jump on you. Right. Um, and they all, they can also swim and they're, a pre- uh, you know, apex predator there. And then they can run around on land and, and kill you. So I want to see more love. for. Sounds like an Australian drop bear to me. Yeah, I want to see more love for Blom. I want to see, uh, you know, a, a body that looks like a, a shaman um, with more fur right so a little bit more uh, less less civilized than the whole look with the armor all of the armored look is cool so so but it's kind of it's kind of like a mixture between um the americas where you have the jaguar and then um you know the conquistador armor sort so east east no that's not east and west that would be uh uh europe and the americas a little mashup. So long answer, convocation of Basili. Basili is my Great. And one quick follow-up question okay. is, so if they did another Balaam, would you want it flocked? No. Good answer. Correct. Oh, Good answer. <laughs> one one, right one then, flocked but... figure is enough for me. We Yeah, we did our token yeah. flocked figure. <laughs> Just stick with him. So Bill, what about you? What's your favorite mythic faction? Uh, I don't know factions. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the answer that Jim gives uh, to to because he doesn't know anything either. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> That's the answer you give when you don't. I love them all equally. Uh, John, get that uh, fence music going, and yeah, yeah, yeah add I'll add it in on the edit. Yeah. <laughs> we now know why the figure was the unknown one. It was just so you didn't have to remember what it was called. That yeah. figure you made. Well, I mean, called, it's kind of. It's kind of sort of true. Like I, because when I made it, I had nothing. It kind of accidentally made it, put it together <laughs> on its own, and I, I didn't know where to put it. I could have looked into the factions, and but I was like, I, you know what? It's cool because it's a mysterious figure. It doesn't. It, so I just kind of grew out of that, but sort of because I didn't really no. know the factions, <laughs> so it's, but not not like intentionally. No, I mean, of course, Jeremy could have come in and and just slotted it into somewhere for you but yeah but he loved the idea yeah. that it didn't belong to anything as yeah. well so it's just yeah. it all went together awesome well i think i might have a feeling about your answer for the next one bill but what what are your favorite mythic figure and your favorite cosmic figure my favorite mythic character uh you know i never think about these questions and people ask me this is what you've been asked like a dozen times the uncone one <laughs> okay the uncone one is my favorite one uh, I mean, I do like that one. 
but I try not to say my the thing that yeah, I yeah. made is my favorite ones, you know. Yeah. So I, I, in all honesty, I do like Balam. Wow. Uh, not to sound like I'm just picking one uh, out that was just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Brother Mandibulus is a cool one too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's great. I like him. Yeah. And Cosmic. Uh, and the Cosmic. Uh, what's the the Cosmic one is um what's her name with the big gun? Volga. Yeah. Borga. I love that character. She's become yeah, she's, she's become really I mean she was probably popular already but since the the in hand uh people are going really crazy yeah. about her. I knew that one was going to yeah. go over well. That's it's just a cool looking figure. Yeah. And from the new the 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 newest one that we just revealed the the bounty hunter with the big helmet. Yeah. Kern Ray. She's awesome too. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's going to be very popular. Uh, I guess an awful lot of those are going to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I say so. my but, favorite cosmic? Yeah, definitely. I was about to ask you is, so go for it. Yep. Slog. Ooh. High word <laughs> slog. And what is it about that big, fat, ugly green thing that works? <laughs> well, you? he's big and chunky, and he's got a mean disposition and a big head. So I, I relate. I like, I like, like you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I didn't think he was going to be my favorite. I thought the Svexians were going to be my favorite, but um, and they are really, really cool and they're amazing and everything. Um, but Slog kind of stole the show. I took him out and then I just started snapping pictures of him right and left, and I've had so much fun with them. I love you know the different faces and that sort of nasty looking disposition. Um, turned him into Oscar the Grouch by putting him in a trash can. Hey. Right? <laughs> the, the picture he did were really really funny I, you know, I put him in a tortilla because he kind of looks like guacamole <laughs> and in in my head canon he's he, he's he's a guacamole guy and he's going back to the planet to wreak havoc <laughs> uh and, planet guac? And I, yeah i have a bunch of other little guacamole action figures now that eventually i'll i'll take pictures of all of them bill made me an avocado uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, basically what you did the stress avocado yeah, he, uh, <laughs> one of those squeezable foam avocados so he's part of that I'm going to customize him and then I've got a couple of other you know fighting avocado figures and they're going to unfortunately you're going to customize you're going to customize the avocado that I get it's just an avocado Google <laughs> you're like a Mr. Potato Head avocado I'm going to put well, Google eyes on him I think that's <laughs> okay. Oh wow! Don't. I don't have your skills, John. I don't, and you know, <laughs> I wasn't going to slag you, but I mean, my kids, my kids can stick googly eyes on stuff, you know. <laughs> my my customs are basically not customs at all. They're just kind of pop and swap, and uh, zero paint required. That Fair. counts as a custom. Yeah, 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 I, I yeah think in so, my book, yeah. that's a custom. Yeah, as long as it's not like the yeah. same head from, you know, just the alternate head or something. That's not a custom. But a yeah, head from a custom, a, I put the... Yeah, head from a different figure and armor from a different figure, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. So what about Mythics then, Is Because obviously your figure is from Gothatropolis, so do you have a favorite Mythic figure? A favorite Mythic figure? I'm just going to have to say Clean Sweep. I'm just going to have to say Balam. Okay. But I mean, I, I love, like, I love so many of those figures but um you know balam is very near and dear to my heart um and i love the the paint job on that and i i love the paints on the armor as well yeah it's a really yeah. uh 
there isn't another armor like uh, you know the same kind of shade in the line so it's it really stands yeah. out and it's shelf. bill's favorite yeah. figure and i want to be like bill so um <laughs> <laughs> and that's the first figure i ever opened direct from the horseman as wow. well so yeah I had the and it's my it's, it's my it's my original it's my original pledge on the advent kickstarter that was my original pledge i was belong that was my yeah. original pledge on kickstarter as well and i think he's underrated and i it also would like to see a 2.0 since we're all obviously smitten with him right we need another yeah I think the reason why I like Balam so much, I may be tainted by Cornboy because when he did the original Kickstarter video and he was narrating it, when he said Balam, he said it like this, Balam, <laughs> and it cracked me up yeah, so hard. That rings a bell. So he was just going through the figures and he just went, Balam. Jeremy needs and to I think that <laughs> I just loved that the way he said it. It was just hilarious. Balam, Balam. I'm going to go on yeah, Kickstarter later and see if it's still there because I'm sure the, <laughs> yeah. the the campaign is still there. So I love it. Yeah, watch that video if it's still. Well, yeah, if I, it's I, still I, there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. If it's still there, I'm gonna insert that into the episode. You heard it here. <laughs> now. He he. Uh, you know, Cornboy. I think speaks fluent Nahuatl, so that's the correct pronunciation. That's how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my so, my zero gravity chair is going back. Okay, <laughs> can you still talk? Or uh, that's a stupid. I'm gonna swift my tired old bones into a giant um, beanbag. That's a great pause. <laughs> <laughs> giant beanbag. Love, love, love looking up your nose hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, John, he's a lawyer. Of course he can still talk, no matter what the situation. (laughs) Are we charging by the minute or the hour? (laughs) (laughs) Never charge by the minute, because if you charge by the hour, if you go an hour and one minute, you get the the two hours, don't you? (laughs) That's... that's, I do... I I don't do many hourly cases. Just because I don't like keeping track of every 15 minutes of my time. So. Can you put the phone directly into your mouth? <laughs> I'm hunting for uh, my power cord, so that I'm going upstairs now. Okay. Well, okay. You do that. Okay. We'll, we'll talk more to Bill. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Bill. Um, yeah. for, for those of us that are not who aren't watching the video, like we are, it's like the Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah. <laughs> the camera's going all over the place. <laughs> we don't know what he's going to find. It could be anything. We make it out alive. <laughs> Will he be muted on the edit? Yes. <laughs> um. So, Bill, uh, you've done a lot of uh, stuff in in the theatre realm as well, building sets and that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit about that. And and obviously building up to the piano lesson, which was something recent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, upstairs from us uh, is a a prop company. They do props and sets for Broadway film and television. So very often doing stuff with them. It started out small. We would do like molds and cast little props for them. And then it grew over the years. Their company grew, our company grew. So we just started kind of like a a good symbiosis. So I've been doing a lot of stuff. I did a lot of uh, theater stuff. I did a lot of Apple TV shows, some HBO stuff. Succession. So you had stuff in, didn't you? Yeah. Did Succession. Um, We did uh, the 
uh, Severance for Apple TV. Oh, cool. Did a lot of stuff for Severance. Okay. Um, some films. Uh, there was one, Mr. Harrigan's Phone. Okay. With Donald Sutherland. Let's look that I one I think up. that was like a Netflix film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did all the phone props and stuff for them. Is that the one where, like, the kid, he, he phone, he's died, has he? And, they, and then the phone. Yeah, the kid, yeah. he's the, uh, he, some kid strikes up a relationship with Donald Sutherland's character and he gives him a phone so they can text and stuff. Like, the kid's getting bullied at school or something. And then Donald Sutherland's character dies and he's still getting, like, texts from yeah. him and stuff. And Not watched it, but it looked interesting, so I might have to give it Yeah, it looks watch. pretty I actually haven't seen it either. <laughs> but it's Cool. And um, and Saturday Night the, Live as well, you do? Oh, did yep, yeah, did a lot of stuff, a lot of props for Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, there was a, a lot of for the the news segment. There's always a lot of stuff on there. There was um, uh, one of them had like a a big chocolate uh, shoe. Oh wow! I forget what what the skit was. There was a basketball player was always his father was always hawking his stuff for other products. And he had yeah. this chocolate sh- Nike shoe that he and he just made this big chocolate shoe. <laughs> so what did you make that out of? Foam. Foam, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, foam and resin coated in spray paint. Okay. And is that the kind of XP- so the, XPS foam that maybe the Dio, Dio people use or is it different? Uh, no, it was it was regular like um, the white bead foam. Okay, that you get, you know, in packaging or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and what's the kind of... What's your kind of timeline on Saturday Night Live? Because I guess they're, that, that's kind of quite short in general, I guess. It's more like time travel. Because really? You have to do it so fast. That you have to go back in time to give yourself time to do it. Because they, they're they uh, working all week on their, you know, nailing down what they're going to do. So by Thursday is when they sort of have it nailed down. So they'll call us and, you know, say, this is what we want. And then Friday, they'll go, no, we want it all different now. <laughs> and, no. then, and then so you have to change every it happens so much uh and then they want it on saturday so you have a 48 ish hour window to sometimes get these super elaborate props it's well, crazy so sometimes your friday so, night is uh consumed by that kind of stuff i guess yeah sometimes my friday night is saturday morning and afternoon wow that's yeah. crazy and what does the saturday night live run just in the winter or what did they, what's their, uh, it, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, like a regular season of TV. Okay. So like maybe September to January yeah, or something like that. To the spring. Spring. Yeah. Very good. And yeah, tell us about this piano then that's in the Smithsonian now, I believe. Yeah. So there's this play, uh, the piano lesson from August Wilson. And it, it started, it originally ran in 1987, late eighties. And um, Samuel L. Jackson played the the son character or the nephew, I forget, the younger character on that version. And then they recently did it this winter. And Samuel L. Jackson played the uncle in okay. this version. Cool. Yeah. And uh, so uh, one of the uh, Broadway designers that they work with upstairs uh, came to BB Props for this piano. It's supposed, so the story is... Um, this family in, I think it takes place in the 1930s. Uh, they're on hard times and they have this heirloom piano that uh, a relative who was an ex-slave had carved this design 
into this this elaborate design into the piano and and they want to the one son wants to sell the piano and then the other daughter wants to save it because it's this fairly a uh, family heirloom uh so it's like that family drama kind of thing so they came to us to do this piano and it's like a, a, a an upright piano it's basically a, a box with the keyboard sticking out of it yeah um but on the the front and underneath the keyboard and on the side there's this elaborate carvings and they gave me they gave us reference for uh this makande art which is from africa and it's like just traditional art style and uh had to replicate it for that and it's like a one by three one by four panels that went onto this thing in some molding uh and then we sent that out i sculpted it digitally yeah. and sent it out to be 3d printed so they is amazing huge it's so weird to see you're looking on your monitor yeah what you're working on and then to actually get a physical representation of it it's it's and were those crazy how see. big were those kind of individual 3d prints then they, they were the full print was one foot by four foot panel whoa that was one 3d yeah. print yeah, I think I think it's split down the middle, but okay. they glue them together okay. at at the shop. So yeah. it's probably like a a two foot. Yeah, but still long, crazy. Of what? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess you don't have a printer in house for that kind of stuff. Not that big. No, no we would have had to print it in like six inch yeah. segments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if that glued all. Imagine together. if that print fails, then you know that the whatever two foot print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. And then uh, so then that sorry, yeah, you go. So, so the show uh, closed in January of this year, and then it they I guess chose it to be put in the Smithsonian Institute, which is it was about I don't know five or six months before it, it, anything registered in my head. Yeah, what that is, it's like <laughs> oh, okay, it's in, it's in the Smithsonian. I'm like it's in the Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's where tourists go to look at stuff, you know. Yeah, it's so weird. I can't. I still, I don't, still don't think I've fully comprehended what's going on. And have you been to see it there, or no? I haven't. I haven't made it okay. to see the. Maybe that's the next step in the process. Yeah, and and what about the paints on that? Then what? How do you paint something like that? Uh they they painted it upstairs. It's just uh, you know you prime it and. To do a standard paint job on it. Just they had to paint it to look like uh, I forget what type of wood it was supposed to look like, but it was a, a dark uh, wood. Cool. I have a I have an African a Nigerian friend here who's actually an artist as well. Well, he, he's a day job, but he's an artist, um, and he does some exhibitions mm. of this kind of African traditional type of art uh, painting now, nice. not sculpting. But I must show it to oh, him. Okay. I must show it to him now just to see what he thinks. Never actually realized it was uh, actually African kind of influence stuff on it. Yeah, uh, you, um, I'll send you. I think I have a link to the Playbill magazine. Okay, do that. I'll send it yeah, to you. Yeah, pop it in our yeah. chat. That's cool. Uh, and then one other Playbill, thing: Playbill is that what you do in your spare time <laughs> <laughs> instead of OnlyFans? <laughs> yes, I, it's my own service that I've started. <laughs> exactly. There's discount codes for that. In the yeah. description of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, uh, as you said earlier, you started off uh, uh, wanting to be a comic uh, artist. And you have this thing called Cycle Comic, or that you 
definitely. Uh, yeah, it's a thing that I had started to do, yeah. but it, you know, it's I had drawn a few issues of it, but I didn't really. I printed up a few and have given it out to some friends, but nothing really. It didn't. Yeah. Uh, it didn't inspire you to go further. I it's, I don't have time. Yeah. To do well, listening to a, this a whole other career. Yeah, <laughs> listening to the Saturday Night Live schedule alone. Plus all the yeah, cool right? things you do for the horsemen and and everything, yeah, yeah. That's it. That the yeah the the comic book thing was something that had dropped off a long time ago, and I had worked on it like in my spare time. It's just a personal thing because I like to draw. So, but it wasn't anything that I did anything yeah, with. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, you because uh, yeah. I found your Instagram page where that it's called Cycle Comic. And, yeah, and, I was posting like update yeah. stuff on on that, but. That's that's really where it all exists. Yeah, just on but the, it's, that Instagram page. Yeah, the last post was a good while ago, so I reckoned you were. It was on ice, shall we say, for a while. Yeah, very good. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about, Richard Mal with uh, Bill? What you, Bill? You were the one that painted the um, Defenders of Eden, Defenders of Eden prototypes. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first, his first six figures. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? So, did you? How does that process work? Does Matt come to you with color ideas, or do you come up with them? Or how how does that work? Yeah, Matt had uh, colored pages of you know call out sheets for us, and I kind of it was basic. You know, these are the colors we want, and then I took that and just gave it the four horsemen you know touch whatever whatever you want to call it just i went with what he wanted and then expanded on that so he was he seemed to like them <laughs> oh yeah they come out really well yeah, i spent like, a lot of time was, the, at the last legions gone looking at those the the sculptor I, I forget who sculpted them uh did a fantastic job uh it was it's a pleasure to paint stuff when you have the detail to work with in paint because if it was all flat, like you can't really do anything with it. But he had such nice detail and and all that. It yeah, was, it was wonderful to work with. And what's it like doing? Um, so like really bright colors like that as well. Is, is that is that more of a challenge, or is it just something different and fun to do that sort of thing rather than sort of muted? You tones? know, it's 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 the same really, but it's it's fun to work on that bright kind of fun stuff. It's it, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say uh, to explain it very well, but it's 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 kind of the same but different. It's it's nice to do. Like I, I'm not painting dinosaur characters very often, so it's it's yeah. nice to do a different <laughs> thing like that. It's grand. Thank you, Bill. Well, I I I loved what you did, and I went all in on the pre-order uh, as a result. <laughs> me, of nice, that. me Good. too. So, well <laughs> yeah. done. <laughs> and kind of, uh, I, I guess you're doing that. Uh, you know, in between other things, but. How long would it take you to do a, to paint a prototype like that in general? Kind of, I know they're a little bit bigger um, than normal, but just for us kind of customizers to know what the kind of professional standard is. Like three-ish days depends. It depends on how detailed they they are. I mean those those were fairly detailed, so it took you know three-ish days, maybe a little more, a little less, depending on because also once that first figure, it takes probably longer because it's a new getting in the the mindset of painting this thing and then since they're all they'll have this similar type you know armor and stuff so you now know what you're doing so you just change the colors so it's it goes a little faster that it just the picking out the colors is takes the longest for sure yeah i can imagine yeah because you're you're matching to a yeah to a sheet and you know 
You have yeah. you have these codes, don't you? Pantone codes or something like this for factory. Yeah, the Pantone numbers yeah. are yeah. very often what I, I've I forget if he had specific Pantone numbers. I think so. And then it was always matching those and then expanding on that as well, doing highlights and shading and stuff yeah. that weren't specifically called out. Yeah. And then, of course, it has to dry in between all that. Then that's another uh, factor. In the uh, it, it dries pretty yeah, quick. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the hairdryer out. <laughs> yeah. No, we do have hairdryers out. Yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. I can imagine the noise of the studio on an average, uh, an average day. <laughs> it's, it, most of the noise comes from Chris. Yeah, I mean, if he's anything like the Four Horsemen O'Clock Show. You you get to just listen to that for a half hour-ish. Yeah. That's all day, every day. Oh, that's exhausting. <laughs> that's not, he's not doing a bit. No. <laughs> that's who he is. Oh my God. Yeah, that's actually, <laughs> because I met him at Legion's Con and somebody told me that actually he was a bit under the weather at Legion's Con. Because I had a chat with him, and he he definitely didn't have as much energy then as I expected. But I think I must also, yeah. I think the, the a little nervous presenting his thing. You're, so you're lying, I think yeah. that, yeah, yeah, maybe he was a bit more professional. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because sometimes I, I I don't catch it live, and then you watch the the replay of the Four Horsemen o'clock. And yeah, when it goes off the rails, I sometimes just skip a bit because <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> You know, I'm like, okay, yeah. now I'm, I really want to get to the info. You know, Diego's coming on with the shipping. Okay, I need to need to listen mm-hmm. to him or whatever. Um, but yeah, if it's just Chris trying to wind up George, it can get a bit uh, <laughs> harrowing. Harrowing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's put it a nice way. Yeah, we'll have to get Chris on though to to see if he can be as calm as us your allegiance boys. Just let you know, John. I'm busy. I'm busy that week. <laughs> <laughs> You backed some of these figures, though, didn't you? Or did you? Let's say yes, as we're talking about a member of the Four Horsemen, you do, I don't want to upset. <laughs> and we'll see it in turn for a day. Yes, I absolutely did. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just backed the, I just backed that new Kickstarter, the one that uh, you guys uh, worked on. Legendary, is it? Oh, the, 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 the Meta Traveler. Yeah, Meta Travelers, yeah. Yeah, the Meta Traveler ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we I painted a lot of those here. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of figures. There's a lot of different figures. I mean, a lot of them are locked at the moment because until they yeah. reach the goals. I'm, uh, or whatever. I'm interested to see how this does. It's based on NFTs or something, and they didn't they had a comic book out or something. I, I I don't know. I really just got the, the figure stuff and painted that. Yeah, so they're cool-looking figures. Cameron and I did a lot of painting. Yeah, they're, they're some of them are really nice looking. The Kickstarter looks really super slick too. Um, the videos and stuff. I've had a look, and I'm gonna probably cherry pick through that. There is an early bird deal, is so check it out. It's it's actually quite good. Oh, okay, definitely check it out. We have any here still? Yeah. Um, I don't remember their names. There okay. was one, a purple guy, and another purple guy. Oh, the the ice. Looking guy, oh, the Arctic guy. We like, oh, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He was, I like, actually, like, I think he might be my favorite. I think I like that. Guy. I think I'm gonna get the ice guy too because I think that's my favorite as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quick, quick Jack, which was a pink and green and uh, with a big cannon on his shoulder. Uh, oh, yeah, Sherry painted that one. He's that was very 80s looking yeah. ski that's, outfit yeah. <laughs> yeah. as a robot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Mal has been singing that one's praises. Yeah, yeah, that's a a, a fun 80s, very, very 80s (laughs) colors. So when they say engineered by the horseman, what do they mean? Are they trying to kind of capture sculpting and articulation and painting or what? Cornboy pretty much project managed that line. He helped them design what the articulation would look like and how they had a lot of ideas of what, and they weren't experienced in the toy industry. So Cornboy had to, you know, guide them through how figures go together and what kind of accessories you could put on them and not get too complicated. And so very much took their figures and Cornboy designed them as toys. Gotcha. Okay. So they had the kind of designs from the comic, shall we say? Yeah, for I think it was an NFT first. Okay, I'm I'm not really sure. I think I think it was though. Yeah, NFTs are way NFT way above guy. my head. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Cornboy wore an engineer hat while he did that. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little little train hat. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what that's kind of Cornboy's uh, expertise these days, isn't it? He does he does a lot of the project yeah. management for. I know he'd worked on a lot of the Super 7 projects, uh, for example. Yeah, a lot of those, the companies that we do work for, Cornway is pretty much the like a, the behind-the-scenes engineer of all that stuff, project managing. Very good. Yeah, well, he definitely, he has the kind of customer-facing personality as well as the obviously the yeah. knowledge. So definitely, yeah. uh, it definitely makes sense in my mind anyway. Um, and tell us, lads, about your plans for for Legions Con twenty three. I see it'll be ten weeks now from today uh, that we'll be there. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that's crazy. Yeah, and scary. So on the on their yeah. Legion. I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, and I can't tell you what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have a table and selling some uh, painted heads and some customs and and weapons and stuff that, that I've got from nice. And I've uh, I got a box from Len Lagardia, Wolf King there two three days ago um and he nice. threw in a load of extras i, I had a, uh, len looked after me last year I, I got to display a couple of customs on his uh in his booth and we had a good time and uh yeah he threw in a good few extras so i've primed them all up so they're they're waiting to be yeah that's len. attacked during the week yeah he's a very very good lad i can't uh can't say enough good things about him to be honest he looks after everybody. He's one of the, he's another all boats rising people, you know? Yeah. That's for sure. So he's a friend of the family. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. He's yeah, in the, uh, he's in the New Jersey, uh, mafia. Yeah. Toy mafia. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, at Legions Con 23, then, Bill, you're going to be working at the booth, the horseman booth or? Uh, probably not. I'll no. probably just be eating lunch a lot. Ah, okay. Good. Well. We we have an Irish bar to go to this year, and who knows what else nearby. What is the yeah, area I, like? It's is a there, different hotel this year. Yeah, the Mar is it Marriott? No, the Marriott in uh, Whippany. Whippany, yeah, Whippany, yeah, it. that rings a bell. Yeah. Do you know that area at all? Is there is there kind of stuff uh, around it? I don't know it too well. There's uh, it's near Ledgewood, and there's a mall over there. I okay. know that. <laughs> But uh, it, it's more it's farther away from like where we were last yeah. year was more close to the city. This is more in toward the country, but a bit closer so a to the studio green. or um, similar. It's probably this about the same distance in the other direction. The other gotcha. Yeah, very good. Yeah, because Rich is going to G-Con. 
Or, uh, not G-Con, not G-Con, was it? Uh, intern for a day. For and, then, a day. and then I guess G-Con then. With David Williams, right? Yes, I'm David's plus one. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. Bless him, bless him for thinking of me. So, yeah, very much looking forward David to that. Is, David is awesome. Uh, he's uh, from my hometown. And I had no idea who he, I had no idea who he was. But I was going home to hang out with family for a bit. And I said, uh, let me see if there's anybody in the Tucson area that I can show up and shoot their collection. And and so David said, yeah, come on over. Right. And I didn't know him from Adam. I, I We really hadn't interacted on the boards or anything. So I, I show up late one night. My, my wife just drops me off there and then knock on the door and he opens the door. Right. And he has all those tattoos. And so the first thing yeah. I thought is, this is how I die. <laughs> that's tattooing it is it is, it is, tattooing. It is but it is. then he was like the sweetest nicest guy oh my god right? yeah and just an incredibly yeah. talented artist so you know he put me at ease right away even though i'm a square yeah. and i don't have a single tattoo or anything but you, you know just imagine i'm just ex- yeah i'm ex- yeah, expecting, total sweetheart i'm expecting your typical you know toy collecting nerd right open the door <laughs> and, and, and he has all this tats and stuff so i was like oh, oh when was this is um well you would have to check uh my videos look up dave the david williams video oh, okay yeah so we we have we haven't had we haven't actually said have we that is actually has a youtube channel uh, adam power i so i forgot for to, who uh, know. i forgot to mention that yeah, I'm Adam Power on YouTube, and I've done like 500 videos. And... 529, to be exact. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I think I over have two, over 2,000 subscribers and over 480k lifetime views. I've only got, uh, gained four subscribers per video, and I think I know why. <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself in. You know, the first video is about as good as the last one. Everybody else has all these bells and whistles and animation and, you know. Yours all look like Technology. <laughs> I just point my camera at the, it used to be my iPad. I point my camera at the toy, at the toy. And then um, if I, if, if I drop it or it falls over or whatever, there's no editing that goes into this whatsoever. There's no preparation. It's all just stream of consciousness. And um, all my videos are like that. So, But people still watch them. And I, I used to be the only guy back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, before before Jeremy, for example, came along uh, to work for the studio and maybe Trevor, you were kind of the best source for, for picks from G-Con. The and best like and that. basically the only. That's the one well, thing I do have. I didn't want to say. <laughs> you had the inside scoop. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I didn't have to try that hard. And then um, people came to you because there was nowhere else to go. And now that there's all these shows and everybody, you know, is so much better than me at everything. Um, I used to have, I used to be able to be more timely sometimes because I would get the packages first. But that's gone by the wayside now. But um, yeah, so the Adam Power channel, if you're not subscribed. Dark Claire is getting your packages By now. You know, I'd say there's a there's a definite charm about it, though, is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing I prepared for that was um, the intro. You know, I put a lot of thought into it. 
hey, ladies and gents, this is his list. (laughs) (laughs) They have a really great shoe. (laughs) I mean, there were some, I would say about 3% of my audience is female if I look at the demographic data. But I always, like our podcast. I want to put the ladies first. I said, ladies and gents. And I'm hoping to grow that audience somehow. I had some other ones that I considered like, uh, uh, instead of ladies and gents, like uh, gals and pals. Well, tell us about those uh, Bir- birds those and are, turds. Those pictures you used to take with those ladies and the action figures oh, and the expensive yeah. cars. Okay. Well, this was back in the old days in the Wild West Forum. And I had this idea, and I'm like, why don't we take our action figures out and take some really cool pictures with like, nice looking women or you know nice looking cars and all that and um i put a disclaimer i'm like these are not my women these are not my cars right um but i i started posting some photos and i would literally just have an action figure in my car with me and one time i was going through downtown i saw a model shoot you know because everybody's a model nowadays i i hopped out of the car with my action figure and i go up to the model and i'm like hey can I take some pictures of you holding this, right? So you have these, you know, bikini-clad, hot-looking um, young women. And, uh, yeah, and, and so I started posting those. Um, and then I have a friend who uh, owned a, a Rolls-Royce and a Bentley. He would let me drive those around sometimes. Um, he had some other cars. And uh, so I, I did photo shoots, and there'd be hot models, you know, and then a, a Rolls, fa- uh, Rolls, brand new Rolls Royce Phantom, and the girls would be holding, you know, Zethius up or whatever. So I, so, so, um, I thought it would be fun, but um, people didn't like it because <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah. they, first of all, they got really jealous, I think, and I told them these are not my cars, these are not my women, but um, uh, they got kind of obsessed with. You're just accosting random people in the street. Hey, you with the car. No, those people were fine. I mean, you go up to them and you ask them to take a picture and they're happy because everybody wants to be famous, right? They don't know right. who I am or, or, or what I'm doing. Um, but I'm talking about the guys in the <laughs> actual forum were upset. Oh, okay. The, the nerds. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> It was not a good. Try, try that again in the idea. cabal. See how it goes. Yeah, I think you go down really well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they actually started a secret forum group that was all about hating is hating on is, <laughs> where they would discuss me, discuss me, and, and discuss my latest antics and why I was so terrible. <laughs> and my one of my friends got invited to me to it, so he's like. <laughs> Here's the link. So I popped into the forum <laughs> as my friend and they didn't know. Yeah. So I popped in there and I got to hear all these guys just talk about, you know, they had all these weird conspiracy theories that I, that I was, I don't know, uh, you know, part of organized crime and that I had, <laughs> I had, you know, I, I had owned the horsemen. I bought the horsemen. Uh, somebody said somebody <laughs> thought I was having an affair with Jim. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I see that. But but they were like, 
because they couldn't understand, you know, they just couldn't wrap their heads around the fact that I kind of became friends with Eric. And, you know, we, when I went to New Jersey, I'd hang out with Eric. I would hang out with the horsemen. They're like, how can anybody like this guy? He's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> how can anybody stand him? He must be, Unbelievable. You know, he must. So, so, you know, there, there was a theory that some of the girls that had posed, some of the models were, were part of a personal harem or that I had quote unquote <laughs> fleshy connections where I was connected to <laughs> an international prostitution ring. There was all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff going on in there. There was um, one particular member who I had my wife hold up some action figures and he had zoomed in on a picture of my wife's armpit and was critiquing how well she shaved her armpit. Oh my God. So it was kind of like, and is, is that person like, in the cabal now? It was like, it was kind of like um, go, getting to go to your own funeral where people are talking about you and they don't think you know you're there and they don't <laughs> think you know you're listening. In. But I loved it. I mean, I had so much fun reading those posts. <laughs> well, if anyone thinks there's an, a drama in the cabal these days, you know, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is where we're coming from. So I think we're doing all right. This is why we. <laughs> It's a one-man drama machine. <laughs> this is why we, right? We need the the checks and balances in the cabal. That's why you hardly ever see me on the cabal because, you know, I tend to create controversy sometimes. You're so famous. You're infamous. <laughs> so, yeah. Is can I check at uh, this year's Legions Con? Hypothetically, how much would a photograph of your wife's armpit cost? <laughs> Just hypothetically. <laughs> uh, um uh <laughs> you you bring him some shape, welsh sheep's wool and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh unshaped gotta be unshaped oh no no my wife what's happening my, no, my wife is from berkeley originally so if you're from berkeley back in the day she did not shave her armpits okay and she didn't. She also didn't shave her legs because she's from Berkeley. You don't. You don't do that. But then, as she, you know, she those Berkeley hippies. Hippies. She left Berkeley. She, you know, went to Harvard. She, she, you know, she got her three degrees and she became a professional. And so she had. She had to How shave did she her end up with you? Huh? How that's did she end what, up with you? That's the question. A lot An of often posed have. question. <laughs> she I mean, she's pity. intelligent she enough to have pity. three degrees. It's, it's time for those uh, theories again. Uh, we've, been, we've, we've, been yeah. we've been married since, uh, I mean, we've been together since the early 90s. So um, over uh, like 30 years, we've been married for 30 years. And when I showed her picture to my friends, because I met her like, uh, and just went absolutely gaga. And they're like, who's making is act like this? And I showed them, and they're like, she's way too good for you. And I'm like, that's the idea, right? That's what you want. And it's still true. Yeah, and you don't want somebody saying that you're way too good for her. You want it, you know, somebody that's true, way true. out of your league. And that's I just lucked into yeah. that. So, so yeah, so that was... Maybe that's so why I'm single still. <laughs> <laughs> you're single, Malcolm? I'm very single. With that voice, yeah. I would do some serious damage. <laughs> he needs. He needs to move to. I, I, I think he needs to, to move to America, to America. and in five <laughs> minutes, he'll have three yeah. divorces done. <laughs> Can I just check? Mal basically just said that there's nobody out of his league. 
That's why he's single. Oh. No. So talk about, no. talk about beating yourself up. It's like, wow. Okay. I meant. There we go. I meant that I'm looking for someone out of my league. That's so narcissistic. There is nobody out of your league. <laughs> so um, Jim met my wife at one of the cons, and she said that we were the most mismatched couple in the history of couples. Humanity. <laughs> um, because you oh know she's goodness. she's a sophisticated, well-educated lady, and you know, uh, uh, yeah. and there's you. and there's me, <laughs> right? And it's half of this video was looking up your nostril. <laughs> it's, and it's not just a difference in um, you know race because because she's Chinese and I'm Mexican. It's also a difference in class in that you know I have done, and she's high class. Yeah. So I so don't know. I presume I presume you're a lawyer because you're just operating under her legal license, you know, to practice. Uh, no, we did meet. <laughs> we met in law school. So okay, so she got you through law school. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I would, <laughs> copied off her. I did. As a matter of fact, she took excellent notes. Yeah, Very and good. I and and yeah. early morning classes. I told you about this when we set up this podcast that my brain doesn't start working until after ten. So all the early morning classes, she took all the notes, and then and then uh, I used those, and that's how I got through law school. Yeah. So, guys, I know you have uh, got busy schedules ahead of you, especially Bill. So we're going to let you go. Uh, thanks very much for the chat. I'm really looking forward to at least one more lunch this year at Legion's Con. Definitely. Who knows how? Absolutely. Who knows how busy it is, okay. but. Uh, We'll definitely squeeze it in. I'll even eat a second lunch if if it has to be, you know. <laughs> and we we were actually <laughs> nice. actually we were the on the first episode of um, Euro Allegiance podcast. Yeah, yeah, it was our practice episode in in Jersey Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you had, you met you guys were together and was, we were chatting and that was the first. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, it was a bit more yeah. it was a bit more late night content than this one, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> thanks no very one. much for your time, boys. Um, You're welcome. This is fun, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Great to speak and uh, enjoy yeah. your enjoy your holidays. I know and you're going away now. I didn't mention um, any of any anything about the European proclivity for sheep shagging a single time on the show. <laughs> so, is the show's over I, now? I, ta- I take direction well. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>